I'm the target of a meat missile going 150 miles an hour plus. That got really <laughs> exciting all of a sudden. I'm doing canopy safety. Um, I drive like an Asian, so I don't know if it's the most appropriate thing ever. I'm killing it. Utah, give me two. You're listening to Gravity Lab Radio, hosted by DJ Marvin and produced by Nicholas Lott. Have we talked about skydiving the whole time? An important conversation. Maybe I'll just hold it. Have you ever gotten up to go to the bathroom during a show? Yeah, maybe like three times. Okay. I know I have. If I've got to go to the bathroom, I'm, I'm just going to go. You guys are better off without me anyways. I, was gonna, I, I, I have a, like a game, you know, of how long hey. can I hold it. Hello, everyone. Oh, are we talking? And just right like that. Okay, cool. We're I'm, talk, I'm talking about <laughs> peeing right now. That's that's where the show is going to start. And uh, you know, I've, I've made many a long flight without getting out of my seat once to go to the bathroom. Yeah, the I longest do that of which was from Houston to uh, Istanbul. Is that right? That's where. Uh, yeah, Turkey. Yeah. yeah. Not out of my seat once. How long is that flight? A lot of hours. I'm going to look it up right now. Th- but that sounds, like, that thir- sounds like too long to not thir- be. 13, I think. 13 hours. Not out of your seat at all? Hi, Jenna. Hi. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> good. Jenna, have Sorry. you ever taken a long flight, like international? Uh, No. No? It's, Dude. I, I feel like I have to, and I say, fuck, I have to. I have to get up every so often and just, you know, the people walking laps in the plane? Mm-hmm. I That's me. I don't get obnoxious. I don't go crazy, but... I have to get up and stretch my legs. I can't sit in a chair that long. Yeah, definitely. Dude, I just looked it up. You're telling me that you didn't pee for for 13 and a half hours? Yes, exactly Dude, that that is way too long. (laughs) That's insane. Dude, I I get the windows. I go pee right right before I'm supposed to line up to board. I'm in the bathroom peeing, and I've already cut out fluids. I planned for this. (laughs) And uh, And then I get the window seat. And I just try and sleep against the window seat as much as possible. I respect that. I mean, I I do the same thing, but uh, I only take like you know four hour flight stops. That's like some next level shit right there. <laughs> that is way too long, man. It's blowing my mind. I was proud. I was proud of myself. I'm proud of you too. What's the longest? I'm I'm not gonna ask you that. Yeah. I was gonna, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. What's the longest you've ever not peed for? Yeah, We're not gonna get into that. Definitely more of a dude conversation. Yeah, Jenna, how do I say your last name so I don't mess it up? Majeski. Majeski. I've been saying Majeski this whole time. Is that close? Do I get points? <laughs> it's how I spell it. <laughs> However you want to say it. Okay. Majeski. How would a substitute like teacher say it? How do people commonly say it wrong? That's what I mean to ask. Majeski. Macajeski. You may see a jet ski. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's, that's exactly all, where my mind that's went. That's all I heard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I mean, that's got to be a favorite. <laughs> Have you ever heard that before, Jenna? Have you heard that <laughs> no. one? You may see a jet ski. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> I mean, I like uh, it. <laughs> it makes Every me time wanna, I see you now. Makes me want to go boating. <laughs> yeah. Look, it's a jet ski. <laughs> Let's find a lake. I'm sorry. No, this is perfect. Great, great. God. Well, uh, welcome to the show. I'm sorry. It's a disappointment already. I... It's perfect. I can I can start telling people you may see a jet ski. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like it. instead of Jenna Mac, whenever they go to manifest me. Uh, Jenna Mac <laughs> sounds cooler. It does. It does. <laughs> it does. That sounds like borderline celebrity. I you know Nicole Craig is the one who who came up with that. She um she was like I just tell him Jenna Mac because if I try to if I try to say your name I, it's just all over the place and so from there I was like. Well, they can identify me as Jenna Mac, so I will tell people Jenna Mac. And I've never had an issue being manifested since. There you go. It oh, works. Functional nickname was born. Yep. 
I, uh, you and I have talked about you being on the show for a little bit now, and you're a, a story that's interesting. And, and my favorite stories, my favorite shows commonly are people I don't know well, and I honestly don't know you super well. I know you a little bit around the DZ, but we don't get to spend a lot of time together. And I also really enjoy shows with a show with younger jumpers because that perspective. So many younger jumpers hear a show with people like you on the show, and, and we'll ask jump numbers in a second, and say, wow, man, that validated my feelings. That, that showed me where I was at. And I've been excited to have these conversations. So uh, whatever we end up saying, realize that however you probably feel and feel awkward about, I think you know this now. So did everybody else, so it's okay. Uh, when did you make your first jump? So my first tandem was in September of 2019. Any special reason why? No. It was a cloudy day. Uh, there wasn't anything particular about it. It was the second time I tried to go. Um, my brother had been skydiving, and he wanted um, he wanted me to go. And I was like, eh, no, I don't really want to go. But my, uh, my aunt was like, I want to go, but I don't want to go by myself, so you're going. <laughs> it's like, all right, I guess so. We'll do this. So kind of got strong armed into it. What, yeah. What was your aunt's name? Uh, Brenda. Aunt Brenda. Yeah. Everybody needs an aunt Brenda. <laughs> they they, <laughs> they do, do, man. And we thank Aunt Brenda by the way because if it wasn't for Aunt Brenda, uh, we wouldn't have Jenna Mac in the house. Uh, absolutely, always a smile when we see you. Um, you made that first jump. You did it just kind of out of force, out of like ah, this is what people want me to do. I, I guess I'm gonna go along. How did you feel when you landed? Um. Well, it's it's a sensory overload, right? Like yeah. you've got like all the wind going in your face and you can't breathe and like the falling and like the whole experience is just overwhelming. So um, it wasn't it wasn't like, oh, man, like I want to do that again. It was more like, well, maybe there's more to this, but like it wasn't the best thing I had ever experienced. Um, at that like moment in my life, the second tandem was where it was at. Um, one, but two, like the whole week after the first after the first tandem, I l legit felt like ten feet tall and bulletproof. Like, yeah, I did that. So I waited like three weeks and came back and did a second tandem, and then it was like from there. Okay, well, I'm gonna get my license. So. You, you answer all the questions I have right there just in, in that string. Uh, you said earlier that you'd be worried about getting these conversations going. You're, you look super comfortable. You make that second tandem. You say that's where it's at. When you land, do you know you want to get a license then and there? Or did it take some I time? I mean, it, no. I mean, it took, a, it took a little bit of time. I, I want to know the difference between the first tandem and the second tandem. Uh, well... I already had an idea of what, what to expect, okay. so it was less overwhelming. Okay, so just less assaulted by yeah, the experience of yeah, free fall? Yeah. Did you have the same instructor for both jumps? I did. Okay. Um, do you feel like you made a better... Like, Did you make a connection with the instructor on the first jump? No. Okay. Did you make a connection on the second jump? No. Nope. It was just about the skydive. Yeah. All right. I don't want to know who your instructor was. <laughs> <laughs> Wise, ask the questions first. Uh, yeah, you, smart. So that's easy. Ignorance is bliss sometimes. Man. So uh, between tandem number two and then uh, thinking about ground school, how much time passes there? Maybe a week. Okay. 
Um, and then I, I went to ground school, but there wasn't enough time in the day. So I ended up having to wait another week to make my first solo. Do you remember who taught the ground school? Felipe. Felipe. That was quick. You remember that? Well, who, man, uh, and who did your first solo? Your first Felipe. Solo? Who did all your student jobs? Felipe. Yeah. Shout <laughs> out to Felipe. Felipe. Every time you say Felipe, your grin gets bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> um, is your grin bigger because Felipe taught you to skydive or is your grin bigger because of Felipe? Does he mean more to you as the person or was he your skydiving instructor? I mean, I think it's a bit of both. I don't I don't know that one is more prominent than the other. He's a super, super great person. He He's a wonderful person. Yeah. I'm still pissed at him. I hate his him. guts. I don't miss him at all. Yeah. I'm still mad at him. I, I never s- think about him. I still hope his <laughs> drop zone fails. Because if he fails, he'll come back to us. <laughs> he'll come back. Nick, he will. That's, no, that, that's that's funny that you say that. There there are a handful of people out in the world who I wish terrible things to happen to the places where they work, so they'll come to their senses and come back home. Tommy Miller. You know it, dude. It's top of the list. It's Tommy funny because that, that was exactly what I was Shout out to T. Willie. I love you. If you are listening to this podcast and you know Tommy Miller, who is skydiving, uh, he's been at Oceanside. I think he's mostly in Elsinore now. But uh, if you go kiss him on the lips... You'd be doing me a real solid favor because I miss him that much. I believe it's pronounced tummy. Tummy. Sorry, mother. that's a call, call back to some other shows. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I think I was going to say, I think it's really cool that you were able to uh, to make that connection with your, your AFF slash STP instructor and you didn't necessarily have that uh, on your tandems. Do you think it was, was it a personality thing like you and Felipe just meshed really well or maybe you were a little more invested because you were going through the program together or was it just... Uh, um, Any random thing that kind of made it more enjoyable for you? Um, I think I think we just meshed kind of well. Yeah, yeah, I can absolutely see why. <laughs> How were you as a student? Were you nervous? Were you quiet? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the reason that I asked that is I've seen Felipe. Do I, w- I was a horrible. St- <laughs> well, I was <laughs> a horrible student. You know, honestly, like some people just need to be bossed around because they're they're like some people <laughs> who are really timid just need to be told really directly, hey, this is what we're doing, and this is how you're going to... Climb out! Yeah. Right <laughs> hand! Yes. Right foot! Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can hear Felipe yeah. doing that In from the inside the airplane. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Like. So I, I think that uh, his supportive and very directive demeanor is probably helpful for a, for a shy person. I agree with that. Do, do you feel like that played a part in, in why you guys connected? Yeah, probably. What do you remember from that first solo jump? Nothing. Not one thing? You don't remember don't, climbing I, the I door? Don't, I don't, you don't remember don't. the exit? You don't remember when your parachute first opened? Oh, oh, uh, yeah. I, I flipped. I, I flipped. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, on it, exit? It, it, yeah, yeah. Was I, Felipe I was, still there at the end of the flip? Yeah. That's a great sign. Yeah. <laughs> that is a good sign. Uh, I don't remember. I So I, I remember my third solo jump more than i remember my first okay. and they were in the same day okay tell me about that third one. Oh, oh man it was real, it was real bad the third it was real one bad. yeah i uh i lost a shoe <laughs> i <laughs> i i was wasn't altitude aware i um it's just a number of things like i thought i i thought i deployed i didn't like uh man man it was bad it was real bad. <laughs> Sorry, I'm eating because I'm an asshole. Um, 
When you say you thought you deployed. Yeah. So did, like I, I reached back. I thought I pulled the pilot shooter. I did not. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were already like low, low, like, like I was looking at the altimeter, but I wasn't registering it because it was analog or right. Yeah. yeah no dial analog. Yeah. So, uh, we, d- we determined after that I'm never to jump with an analog altimeter. See people, some people need a digital from the beginning. It's okay. Yeah. Some people are dead set against giving students digitals. Well, so like but I was, I was look, I was looking right at it. Yeah. And like, just not registering what it was saying. Because you just weren't seeing the numbers on it. Like I, I wasn't. I, I, I honestly don't really know what I was thinking. So DJ, you're uh, old enough. <laughs> I mean, to rephrase, <laughs> you're experienced enough <laughs> <laughs> that uh, you probably started learning on an analog altimeter, right? Uh, yeah, I still wear analog watches. Um, yeah, I started on analog altimeter um, for many years, was absolutely sold on it's the better choice and the better option. The spatial awareness of where a needle goes, you look at a clock every day of your life, so the awareness of where every number is is very natural and very common, um, all rang very true in my brain. Um I tried digital on multiple occasions, and it never really worked for me, and Jason Hyder, a good friend of ours, uh, suggested, well, maybe you're trying the wrong way, and I like Jason a lot, and when he says something like that, I'm curious because he's either got something really funny or something really insightful. I'm like, what's up? He's like, take off your analog altimeter and only jump the digital and do that for like 20 jumps and then tell me if you like it. I'm like, okay. And uh, he, I, I immediately said yes, but then he's like, yeah, you can't help but to look at your analog because it's there. Just get rid of it. And oh, you were doing change. both at the same time? Yeah. Okay, I get yeah. that. And uh, and I did, and I tried it. And actually, for me, it ends up I read it quicker. Um, so I think to each their own. In Jenna, your case, what I see a lot with students is when you look at the altimeter, and even experienced jumpers, read it out loud. As the youngest jumper, actually verbally say it. When I look at my altimeters in free fall at this point in my life, I verbalize. I can actually hear my voice in my head reading a number. If it's nine, I stop reading because who cares at 9,000 feet what's going on? If it's seven, I start paying a little bit of attention. It's six, I'm reading the first two numbers. It's six, four, six, five. That's all I need to know. Um, but I'm an advocate of teach their own. But you pointed out I was old. Any point to that part? No, I was just going to say that I also started on an analog altimeter. And it was a rough change when I went to a digital because I, I was seeing what you were describing of the, the awareness of the needle. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, I get when it gets all the way back to the top, I'm at the ground again. And so I would look at it and, and I just kind of had a, an understanding of where the needle was for 3,000 feet and where the needle was for 1,000 feet. And it wasn't really processing the number. But switching to a digital altimeter and seeing only the number and not having the that you know the seeing the needle as a gauge to the to the ground made me actually think about the number more and process the number more and have a clearer thought process about what I should be doing at that altitude. So, have you tried it analog again since? Nope. No, any interest in it? No. No. And uh, uh so back uh, real quick just back to a statement if I reading it out loud it really makes a big difference training students training jumpers Getting people to do that helps open up an awareness, not just an understanding of numbers. Um, but, man, digital, I firmly believe some people look at it and blank out. How often have you used an analog clock in your lifetime? I mean, I'm sure when I was younger. 
But almost never then. Yeah. So for me to say it's natural, you look at an analog clock every day was the truth of my life because I'm old. A lot of people today never look at an analog face. He's over here shaking his head. Yeah. And, and so it's not natural for you to look at it. You know, again, to each their own. If you prefer analog, I'm great with that, man. It's good. Um, Stephen Boyd, until recently, jumped analog and preferred it as well. He recently made the switch over to digital. He went, he had, stole his dad's Aries too. Aries too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's something, anyways. Uh, so yeah, teach their own. Jump three. You say you lost a shoe. Oh yeah. So you can't just. Oh, I got the shoe back. Really? I got the shoe back. Where How? did it land on the drop zone? Uh, no, I don't think so. It's because it was uh, it was like a neon orange, and Steph thought it was uh, a thought it was a bag. canopy. Uh. So uh, so she went and hunted it down, thinking it was what she was looking for, and it definitely was not. <laughs> Is it one an amazing woman? How yeah. how much time passed between you a losing week. the shoe? A week? Okay, so that's not bad. Yeah, that's yeah. not bad at all. Like, had I you mean, thrown away the other nope. shoe? Do you still nice. Have them? Yeah. <laughs> I do. I still have there. Yeah. Yeah. I have them. Yeah. How did you lose a shoe? Well, uh, we'll just say I wasn't the most graceful at exiting. <laughs> Did you catch it on the door? I, it, so those shoes are a little bit big for me. I think they're men's shoes, actually. Um, so, uh, yeah, it caught some wind and then it was gone. And like, you see me in the video, like, and then we just go back, like, all right, I guess, I guess we're jumping without a shoe and so you do level three again uh-huh. how did that go uh it went better uh because i went and did 15 minutes in the tunnel so i wasn't able to be stable um and i i lost altitude awareness because i wasn't stable and i was more focused on being stable but i was looking at the altimeter so i wasn't reading it because my brain was probably somewhere else there's just a number of things in this entire jump that was just awful makes sense like, when, you're, when you say your mind went somewhere else isn't that such a crazy thing that in a moment where like i feel it's uh, like you, I, I totally agree with how you describe skydiving as overwhelming mm-hmm. and to me that's like this forced presence of mind of like hey it's impossible for me to be anywhere else than here right now because some stuff is going on and it's everywhere but that, uh, you know, you see this look on a lot of students' faces, and I'm sure I had that same look on my face when I had a, just a few skydives of being totally somewhere else. Well, so, like, when I say somewhere else, I mean maybe, like, somewhere else in my body, like, like trying to f- feel, like, your arm doing whatever. Mm-hmm. Am I arching or my leg? Yeah, right? yeah. So, instead of, like, where am I, like, visually, like, I can, I can look at, ooh, I can look at somebody <laughs> and look straight through them. Because my brain is like over here processing like something I'm mm-hmm. feeling elsewhere. Sure. It's not like my wife. She can look straight <laughs> through me. Yeah. <laughs> so what you, in the tunnel, what do you think, what, what helped you in the tunnel to bring it back to the sky? What did you learn? How to arch. How to arch. So start to trust your own flying, said and done. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> right, so it, at some point, you're trying to check your altitude, but you're too busy worried about stability. Mm-hmm. So am I arching right? Am I feeling the wind here? Is this going on? Am I doing well, this? Well, so I was doing the potato chip thing. Dennis so. Anderson did it for years. 
<laughs> he's an old tandem instructor. Was at Spaceland for a while. Him and him and I have a quite quite a bit of work history together. Describe potato chipping for those who are not co- uh, familiar with the word. Take a Pringles potato chip, lay it flat on a table, tap one in, and watch the Pringle potato chip rock back and forth. Anybody who's rocking back and forth in the sky is potato chipping. What causes potato chipping? Stiffness more than anything else, which is shocking that an old man potato chipped so much. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I for a long time, I really thought that this oh. was, uh, hold on, Alex. Has <laughs> Dude, I just got what, that. What happened? <laughs> no, I just got the old man stiff joke. Sorry, keep going. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're good i didn't mean to audibly go oh <laughs> but i did and now i have to explain myself so yeah i just got your joke <laughs> i thought you were having a moment of stiffness over there on your lonesome i mean always oh. why, do you, why do you think i sit behind the desk oh yeah <laughs> gotta hide those nrbs yeah exactly you we're f- talking about potato chipping i didn't mean to derail it <laughs> <laughs> I, don't remember. I don't remember anymore <laughs> You yeah, always thought it was caused by what? Oh, uh, just a very tense new tandem instructor. <laughs> you know, I didn't really uh, realize uh, for a, quite a while because, you know, I had never, you know, I didn't pursue an AFF rating and wasn't really paying uh, super close attention to new students as I was going through my own progression of skydiving. I didn't realize that was a thing for new jumpers, like new solo jumpers. I had only, only seen... Very tense new tandem instructors do that move. I think you've seen me uh, potato chip and free fall, though, for AFF courses. Oh, intentionally? Yeah. yeah. Man, it's so much fun. Chris Fudala can't do it. If anybody <laughs> sees Chris Fudala, ask him to show you a video of him potato chipping. He'll probably cuss my name right away, and please ask him, because he looks like a monkey having a seizure on a football <laughs> in free fall trying to potato <laughs> chip. I love you, Chris. Um. So you were potato chipping. That's where mm-hmm. we were at, right? Mm-hmm. What else was going on? Oh, I remember where we're at. I'm catching back up. So you're potato chipping. You're stiff. You're trying to think about where are my legs, where are my arms, where are my body, while you're thinking about your altimeter. You go to the tunnel. You learn to trust your flying more. See where I connect the... Now you're not thinking about all these things, so you can just read your altimeter. You can now not worry about your altitude while you worry about your arch. You cannot worry about your arch while you're working on your heading allows you to trust a little bit at flying. In other words, it allowed you to trust yourself. Would you say that's fair? Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty fair yeah. statement. And, and you know where my end conversation with you goes, so I think you see where, where that sets you up. Uh, it's interesting because Jenna starts off in skydiving as a flop. Let, let, let's, it's a pretty I fair yeah. statement. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Nick, I'm so glad you started asking about her student uh, progression because I don't know if you knew much of Jenna's student progression. Uh, I don't think I know all the details. But uh, I guess I would say I'm aware that there was some struggle. Yeah, and, and I was also. So I, I just uh, I, I was glad to hear that. At what point in the student progression did it start clicking for you, and you just started doing good? And did it, or did it not happen at all during the program? Um, probably about the seventh jump. Um, because I. So whenever you, whenever you jump, right, and you screw up the exit, like, when you d- have a limited number of jumps, you're like, oh, man, I just messed up that exit, and you're over there thinking about the exit, but you need to be thinking about what you're doing now. Yes. So, um, you know, le- learning to let go. Um, also, um, I it was a diving exit. It was the first diving exit. <laughs> so... Uh, 
I didn't I didn't have Felipe jerking me out of the plane. <laughs> <laughs> so I I didn't screw up the exit so bad. We teach everybody their first diving exits with an actual sincere hope that we see a great diving exit because it is so impressive and so fun and so rewarding to share and embrace that. We totally expect you to flail on the exit, and we feel better when you do because we know when shit goes bad, you're going to be okay. We don't tell that to you as a student because then you're intimidated by the maneuver. We don't care you do perfect backflips and front flips and barrel rolls or whatever we call them. We want to see you get out of control. If you do a perfect back loop and plan it, I don't know what happens when you go bad. I, I taught a several-degree black belt martial arts instructor. His front loop, back loops, flawless. At pool time, he started tumbling once, and he could not recover. With intent, he could he could do tricks. Without intent, he couldn't recover. And it scared the shit out of me, and thank God he pulled on his back because I wasn't going to catch him. It's, I'm not bragging. It's a bad day. It, it wasn't a good thing. So you go out and you do that diving exit and you flip. Mm, we probably enjoyed it a little bit and it's okay. But you said that's the jump that you clicked on. What about that jump? What about was it the exit that helped you click? Um, I don't. I don't know. I. I just. Uh, I was starting to get a little bit more comfortable, like uh, as far as like being in the wind. Mm -hmm. not comfortable, you know, exiting an airplane. That makes sense. Door fear is, is the biggest or the last fear to go away for many people besides gear fear. So, Nick, were you about to say something? I was going to ask how your nerves were in the wind tunnel compared to how the, your nerves were jumping out of an airplane. I didn't start really getting nerves in the tunnel until I started learning head down. Okay. Well, you, <laughs> just, you just fast forwarded the story a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, tell me tell me about those first fifteen minutes. I want to know about that that first flight. Who did you? Uh, who was your instructor? Francisco. Oh, Francisco. Okay. Yeah. So this was before all the rules had changed. Yeah. So for those that may not know, uh, we would say that's an outside coach, someone who doesn't work for the wind tunnel, teaching someone. There was a coach rating that. Um, some tunnels didn't even require for a really long time, and he he may have had a tunnel coach rating. Or was he was wait hold on? I know he did work in the tunnel did for he? a little bit. Yes. He worked in the woodlands uh, while KDP he, yeah, was there. I, I thought he did. Okay, yeah. was he working at the tunnel when when you when you flew there? Or uh, was he still just working for the drop zone? I think he was working in the tunnel. Okay, great. Then then I just uh, I totally forgot that Francisco had worked as a tunnel instructor. So okay, so we got Cisco at the woodlands. Your first 15 minutes, uh, how does it feel getting into the tunnel for the first time? I don't really remember it, to be honest. So you couldn't have done that bad. <laughs> <laughs> do you think you don't remember because so much has happened between then and now? or do you? Think yeah, you I, I mean, keep in mind that this is, we're, we're going on like two years ago. Two yeah, years. I flew in the tunnel for the first time like and I've, 14 I've had, years I've ago, and I could tell you all about it. Yeah, do you think it's been time, or do you think it's you just don't remember because you were slightly overwhelmed still? Still, oh, yeah, I was okay. still overwhelmed for sure. So how long uh, between that tunnel session and more skydiving? Was it like, hey, you did your 15 minutes, you're headed right back to the drop zone? No, uh, it was like three days. Three oh, three okay, days. cool. Yeah. So within the same week, so it's still mm -hmm. feeling pretty fresh. And then uh, that helps you get through your student jumps. Did, did you do any other tunnel time while you were still in the program? No. No? So when, when did you come back to the tunnel? Because you, spoiler alert, 
have learned a lot. <laughs> uh, so I didn't go back to the tunnel until, um, so I started SDP in October of 2019. I got my license um, at the end of 2019. Let's see. I went to the tunnel in October of 2019. Mm -hmm. um, and then I didn't go back to the tunnel until February of 2020. Um, I went to Architects with Demo and Scott Latness. So for those that don't know what Architects is, what is that? It's it's a weekly group dedicated to belly skills and just uh, they do rotations mm -hmm. and you work on whatever it is that you're trying to work on or just if you don't have any like direction, they can kind of give you some. Does it give you the opportunity to share time with other people? Yes. Fly with other people? Yes. Work on some group skills? Yes. So uh, who who talked you back into giving the tunnel another shot? Nobody. You just decided it was... Well, I mean, like, I, like, it, I guess it was like the option was there. It's like, oh, okay, well, I want to get better at this, so let me go see what this is about. So how much, uh, how much time do you think you spent on your belly before you started doing anything else? Two hours. Okay, cool. Uh, did it? Uh, is it something that felt like natural to you after you, now you've had your license for a little bit and you're, you're doing some skydives? Yeah, it, it it was a natural progression for sure. Uh, and when was the the next time you encountered struggle in your tunnel progression? Oh man! Uh, <laughs> so it so then the tunnel closed down, right? I didn't. Oh, the Rona yeah. happened. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I went in February of 2020, and then everything closed down and then um when things opened back up i didn't go to the tunnel until like august but i didn't want to do anything i didn't want to do any more belly it's like i i want to learn other things like i want to see what all of this is about before i like say oh i'm going to be a belly flyer for life <laughs> you got to hang those grippers up sometimes. Yeah, like, <laughs> did, did you feel like that was that was the option? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I because like when you when you can't fly in any or any other orientation, you you kind of feel stuck. Yeah, you mm -hmm. mentioned Scott and uh, demo already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey oh, <laughs> sorry. I love both of those guys. I got I got to take a shower. I can't. <laughs> yeah. What was there any like specific thing about um, you know vertical or or like dynamic static, anything about free flying that appealed to you specifically, or was it more like I'm just ready to explore another discipline within this uh, this sport? Um, yeah, it was more I'm just ready to nice. to not be on my belly. Yeah, <laughs> was there anything like through that progression that kind of got a tooks in you? Like, man, I really like head up or head down, or anything that's kind of stuck with you through that progression? Uh, it it's all a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know when I started jumping, Free Fly Chronicles was a very big video series, and it's what inspired me to get off my tummy and say, screw this stuff, I want to free fly, um, which we started doing, you know, around jump 13. Uh, no, no, I think jump 20. Uh, <laughs> it, it, um, I know what inspired me. I know what I know the people I looked up to. I know the things I saw that made me want to free fly instead, get vertical instead. Was there any video, any series, any jumpers that inspired you more than another? Oh man, I don't really think so. I think it was more like I just want to be able to do some. I want to be able to do some shit. Like, 
just some let me see where this goes so a thing that just keeps coming up over and over again is it's about jenna wanting to see what she can do and how jenna can get better at things not about anybody else yeah it's it's hard it's it's i love this but it can be a very hard balance because there's a fine line between being selfish Mm -hmm. and when we get selfish, we commonly get blinded and get arrogant and do things that are just because our selfish desires and, and uh, that fine balance between that and then being selfish enough to do what you want and find what's best for you, but still doing a, uh, being open about it, which I think you've been very much. So Um, it really leads in a big circle and I'm going to go backwards again. Nick and I like to go back and forth. We're going to confuse your brain till the end of the end of the night. Um, you're in your student program. You feel comfortable at jump seven. You start jumping, but when do you really start feeling comfortable in the air? You start feeling like, hey, this is second nature. I'm okay. I can do this. It was a while. 20 jumps a while, 100 jumps a while. Maybe maybe until like jump 50-ish. Like, all right, I'm not totally awful not totally awful <laughs> no you've done quite well for yourself and, and your learning curve has been tremendous more than anything we've seen where you struggled from and gone to you're definitely a focused gal so again nick was asking you about your uh uh first time you struggled in the tunnel oh man i couldn't backfly for anything uh so that's i it's all been a struggle it's you you just keep working at it and like let let me just you know do what they're saying or let me try this or let me you know what if I do you know this exercise outside of the tunnel to help me while I'm inside of the tunnel like how do you you know the whole it free flying is not easy like anybody anybody who's like thinks that oh I'm gonna go and learn how to sit fly in an hour like cool if you can do that awesome (laughs) like it's uh just yeah i I do love when someone who's never flown in the tunnel before says that they're going to do they're going to the tunnel to learn head down yeah it's like oh shit man (laughs) some other stuff's gonna happen before that (laughs) you're gonna learn some lessons exactly it's It's the great humbler man for sure back flying man like you gotta give it the respect it deserves yeah you've had some recent tunnel time right yeah i I went to el paso last october and like having some sky experience you know it's uh you don't have that much back fly experience in the sky because we just Mm -hmm. don't really do it all that Mm -hmm. often so yeah, it kicked my ass for sure. <laughs> it's like pretty frustrating feeling relatively comfortable doing some things in the sky and then uh, going to back flying, which is very often overlooked in the sky. Like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm going to do it in like 10 minutes, whatever, and like get to the stuff that I want to do. And then it's just it's just whooping your ass and, and you've got to learn something that you didn't necessarily sign up for, but it's like that necessary step, you know? And I think a lot of people go through that progression, right? Like no one's ne- no one's really there to backfly. We're just there to to get to the next uh, next step, which is like head up, head down, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. There could be someone out there who just loves back backflying, <laughs> right? <laughs> maybe. But yeah, that weirdo's got to be out there, and it's there. absolutely necessary. Chris Vidala uh, last week, maybe. Yeah. AFF courses. Yeah. AFF. Yeah. When I went to the tunnel to uh, learn to do AFF stuff in the tunnel as an examiner. 
the guy wanted to check me out through the process, and I don't go in there as a normal skydiver. Like, oh, I I can backfly. I backfly all the time as an AFF examiner. I mean, like I've been doing this for years. I go, I'm like, yeah, I got some backfly experience because of my job, but man, take me through the the, the, the um, reps. I'm mm-hmm. sure I got some weaknesses. I've never backflown in such a confined, <laughs> confined space. Like I'm pretty intimidated by this. And I think we did our first rotation. And he goes, yeah, whatever you want to do, let's go. Because as an examiner, you side slide, you move, you go back, you go forth. I taught Chris to fly on his back the first time. I taught Hank to fly on his back on his first time in the sky. It's hilarious with thousands of jumps. How much tunnel time did you put, Jenna, into back flying? Oh, man. Um, Hour? Two hours? I don't really know. I'd have to look. Um, I feel like I spent more time transitioning from like belly to back, back to sit than I actually spent on my back. <clears throat> so like in the in-between phases mm-hmm. instead of just on my back, probably on my back alone, maybe two hours. Okay. Or s- maybe three. I I. I don't actually know. I do feel like the way that it's taught and the level of coaching has come a really long way since I learned a lot of that stuff, especially since dynamic flying has become such a thing. It mm-hmm. seems like they've just really pieced it together in a way that, uh, that they didn't have one. No one knew how to teach some of the stuff when I was learning. I, was, I learned at a pretty new tunnel where uh, everyone's really great there now, but they all sucked when it started. So it was not a not as steep of a learning curve as we have uh when we have excellent instructors like the, the people who are working at the tunnel now. So I did uh, probably two hours of ping-ponging, I'd say, was my <laughs> first uh, experience in, in back flying. So you uh, you did say that head-down flying brought some nerves to you again. Uh, yeah. What, what, what was it about <laughs> head-down flying that uh, gave uh, you those feelings? So, I mean, in theory, like, they're not in theory, but, like, you, you can actually still kind of, like, die in the tunnel yeah for <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah, i mean <laughs> i don't know there's there's no you know there's no uh beating around the bush on that, there, right? there has been one yeah. fatality that i know about uh someone in a belly suit you know this the story yeah keep ringing my bell uh belly suit i believe they uh basically jumped in the tunnel with straight legs and uh i mean i could even be uh confusing the story with something else but into what, the other corner yeah i think that they they drove right towards the uh towards the wall their chin came down to try and duck the wall and i think they hit like the back of their head top of their neck with a lot of force and, and broke their neck i think that's what happened um, but. so th- they tracked like to the wall and then like they hit the wall and went straight down um and when the, like when they hit the net broke their neck on the net yeah okay yeah booty suits yeah. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's yeah, so it's scary. You know, I uh have you hit the wall in a way that oh, uh, yeah. really reminded you how hard the glass is? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, like, there's a story here. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they I've hit the wall a handful of times. It's Wh- it's not a pleasant experience. Like would not recommend. What's the hardest? And what part of your body? Your head, your hand, knee? Um I hit the wall on i i basically like i went to transition to head down and like did a whole like layout like into the top of the wall i hit my um like whole body but primarily my my um forearm and um like the back of my forearm 
Not your elbow. I thought you were about to say. No, 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 not not my elbow. Um, yeah, yeah, that was lovely. Alex, in that trip you had, did you uh, leave any impressions on the wall? Um, none that really ring any bells. Like, which is, I mean, I just made a joke without intentionally making a joke. I, I mean, I definitely like got bumps and bruises and stuff, but I had, you know, Chris was was hooking it up with some really good coaching and stuff, and the instructors in El Paso saved my ass a couple of times in ways that I don't even know about. I just know that they were there and I could feel a push where I needed it or whatever. Cause I went back to like student mode, <laughs> you know, going back to that place where you're the new guy and you're fucking everything up. Like I don't remember, but they for sure saved my ass like multiple times. You ever try to move the tunnel? Oh yeah. Real good. Uh, there's <laughs> one that I remember real distinctly cause I thought I was beyond that point. Right. Like I was pretty decent in the tunnel and I thought I had, Developed the skill to not slam the wall that hard. And I wasn't uh, super current in the, in the tunnel at, at this moment, but still, you know, enough to move around and, and hold my own with most things. And uh, Boo was the instructor there that day. And I, I generally tend to invite the instructor in to fly because I know that they all get tired of standing in the door. And he was leading some uh, dynamic stuff and did a front layout. So meaning uh, we were flying at a pretty high wind speed, like uh, probably low 90s. And he, uh, on his belly, went up over top. And I followed his line and just got totally stuck staring at him and smashed the entire, like, just my bo- my whole body perfectly <laughs> flat against the wall <laughs> above the glass. Just slammed it so fucking hard. <laughs> and I'm, I'm the idiot that just pretends to be okay all the time. You know, like, I should have went, oh, yeah, the, ru- the tunnel is all spinning now. I should get out and sit down for a second. But I go, oh, no, no, I'm okay. And I just like start carving again to be like, okay, I'm going to start to feel normal at some point in the next few seconds. And no one will know how, how rung my bell is right now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. It doesn't move, does it, that tunnel? I was doing spin-stop training with a guy in the tunnel and spinning out of control. He hits me in just the right way that he drives. I'm spinning to my right. He drives my upper body towards the wall. So now my head and my hand, my left hand, spins into the wall. I literally punch the wall with that hand just because that's what presented. Rung my bell. Um, I'm positive I never had x-rays. I I fractured my hand at minimum because it was two, three months of absolutely excruciating pain issues. And I heard it again at some other point. Um, I've had a couple concussions in my life. And I really question if I had a concussion that night. Um, and I'm, I feel very strong about that. Uh, back, I've back had some pretty bad concussions. I want to say head injuries, but we won't lead into that. Um, and I was like you, uh, the, everybody in the tunnel stopped the dry. Everybody was looking at me. I'm like, I'm good. And just started spinning. <laughs> no, again. man. Oh, cool. You guys didn't just see what you totally <laughs> just saw. <laughs> I'm spinning again now because I'm okay, but because the only thing that makes a tunnel stop. <laughs> yeah. Spin the other direction. <laughs> Yeah, just get dizzy in the other. Day. Do you think? I know it's loud in the tunnel, but do you think when you hit the wall, it still makes like a sound as you're scraping up against it? Uh, you can hear it from the outside of really? the tunnel. Yeah, uh, I mean, sometimes if like if people hit the wall hard enough, yeah. or like if they're scary. scraping against the wall. Yeah, you'll yeah. yeah. hear that thud for sure outside yeah. of the yeah. tunnel. Yeah, but with your story specifically, I just like, imagine you like you face mean first like the, the wall and you like yeah, like the cartoonish noise yeah, of just like sliding down, down right? the, the building. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I guess I've heard. Uh, 
Like shoes make the, the right texture on the bottom of your uh, shoes make yeah. that noise Kinda on the glass. Scuffs up against it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The worst tunnel injury I've ever seen. Not the worst, but the one <laughs> it makes me the most squeamish. Uh, you know, Jerry, uh, Paul and Jerry. Yeah. Uh, Jerry was uh, in town for, I think, a tunnel camp with the, the Roan brothers. And uh, he had... He was. I'm pretty sure he was carving in the tunnel. Maybe they were pancaking some stuff. But there's the the ring, the metal ring that connects between the upper fiberglass portion of the wall and the actual glass. And he passed the ring in just the right way and dislocated his his finger. Mm. And his finger is fully sideways. It's the most uncomfortable look. At this. Jesus, it's terrible. He I was remember, fine. He, yeah. he went to the doctor and they gave him some anesthetic and just pulled his finger and it popped back into place. But but the picture of his finger being fully sideways makes me really uncomfortable. I had a lady, a tandem student, uh, break her finger, maybe dislocate her finger on... uh, on landing and oh my god it's still when i think about things that i just can't stand to see <laughs> that's another thing like, she stood up from her landing and she had put her hands del- her legs were up her legs did great but she put her hands down in the grass as they were still sliding and her finger got underneath her Eek. and i remember walking up like super excited and she was a bad bitch because i walked up and saw what happened so fast. I wasn't even sure if I had seen what I had actually seen until I went back and looked at the video. I walk up and her finger's fully sideways. And she just grabs her finger. I don't know, like she's holding it straight and still just telling me, yes, skydiving was awesome. That was the coolest shit ever. And just is totally not telling anybody that her broken finger is hanging in, in her hand. That's rad. She, yeah, that's how cool she was. Some, some 50-year-old mom who was awesome. Okay. I'm, that makes it even better. If you're dumb enough, pain doesn't really hurt too bad. <laughs> I mean, I'm speaking from experience. So. Um, you, uh, you you go through these learning curves, and, and the sky 50th jumps is when you start feeling comfortable. But back to it, a lot of this story has been about what can you do for you? What can you explore for you? Going back to Jen as a student, you were a flop. You weren't very confident in your flying abilities. Oh, no. <laughs> what about life? Oh, I mean, pretty much the same situation. Like, it. I I definitely have a whole lot more confidence now, for sure. Um, but uh, that that was a real hard time, um, in general. Um, I was um, like, I was I was going to school. I. I had, let's see, I had gone to school for chemical engineering and I hated it and I switched majors and it had taken me forever to get out of school. So like by this time I'm like, man, I'm a, I'm a failure, like just all of these like horrible things that you could possibly like think of yourself. So like I, I would say like very comparable like life situation in relation to like my flying <laughs> For sure. So everything's a mess at this point. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Like, total disaster. Yeah, I really think that that's a great time to find skydiving. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for my, I was a lot the same. Nothing was going great in my life. And then I found this cool thing that I loved that was so... I enjoyed it so much that I just couldn't... I didn't give a shit about any of the, any of the problems I was having in my life, you know? And, you know, I'm just thinking this as, as I'm hearing you talk. I feel like you're someone who I've seen change a lot as a person in your in your time skydiving and like hearing you talk about your first jump and feeling bulletproof and 10 feet tall it's like man you really seem to have ridden that feeling to a successful place 
Like when you think about who you were when you started skydiving and who you are right now, what would you say are the things that you've seen change? Oh, man. I, I, I'm a lot less reactive for, um, as a whole. Um, reactive in what way? Like I like emotionally reactive. Like I'm able to process things better. I am able to like be more pleasant to other people. I'm, um, I'm happier overall. Um, I definitely have a lot more faith in my ability to like do things like, all right, well, I've never done this before, but like, you know, why not? Let's try it. Like what's the worst that could happen here? You know, um, definitely not the most adventurous, but more adventurous than I was previously for sure. Um, they like, there's a number of, there's a number of changes. Well, less reactive, a, a little more open to new things. What else? Oh, man. I, I feel like I systematically, like, undid parts of my life and rebuilt them in order to, like, not be, not be somebody different, but just do better. I didn't have like the best view of myself as a person. And I mean, sometimes I like, I still struggle with it. So it's just like, um, oh man, I don't even know how to describe this. Just taking the time to like be a better person, like be a, be, be a good human. Right. Like, but actually like do it does that make sense you're I don't, talking about I, the, the way that you treat other people not, or not, the way not that you just treat like, yourself just in general like how i treat other people how i treat myself like how you know just approaching life differently like it doesn't have to be crap all the time <laughs> man if you figure out how to make that feeling last <laughs> let me know <laughs> so i i wonder and i i wanted to fish some through your skydiving story because the whole time I really want to get into the empowered woman, Jenna Majestic, yeah. because, uh, you know, I, I, I love that our schedule didn't work out till March because March is International Women's Month. It is, uh, I think just a few days ago, May 8th, where March 8th was International Women's Day. And you really have come to personify, personify empowered woman. Um, level seven, dive flow seven, you leave the plane, you tumble a little bit, dive flow seven, you're doing your first acrobatics or aerial maneuvers where you're going intentionally out of control and regaining control. And I wonder if, and I, I wonder this not just because of you, but psycho, I, I do a lot with student training and student programs. Foundationally, people are like, well, what if I fuck up? 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 Hey, go out and try these flips and barrel rolls and stuff. Hey, look, you fucked up and nothing went wrong, didn't it? You're Okay. And it's that empowerment, that moment that you get to go like, wait a minute, no matter how bad it gets, I'm going to be okay. Do you think that thought process of skydiving, whether it was at jump seven or any point of your life, no matter how bad it gets, I can fix it. I can be okay. I can work my way through it. Yeah. And especially like, um, like understanding what's within your control and what's not. Um, so working through things. Um, taking the, taking the time to step back and like move forward instead of like hanging on to like any kind of like 
negative energies or negative emotions, you know. Um, oh, man. What I want to uh, hold on. I want to stop right there because what you say is very easy to say. It, it's easy to say. It, it is. It's not. But how do it's you not actually it you. So that's not an easy thing. Like it's it took a good bit of time. It's not like a, oh man, I wake up and I'm, I'm, I'm in a completely different person today. Like, no, like it was a whole, I actively like choosing to be, to process things differently. Like it is within my control. Like my reaction to whatever stimulant, as far as like whatever's made me angry or upset, like it's within my control um, to process this in a healthy manner is it safe to say that you failed at your goals regularly in the early days of this change oh yeah so when you failed at being better uh just for lack of better term when you failed at at handling a situation better what did you think about what did you focus on after your failure um like in my everyday life yeah so like let's say you had a, a confrontation where you were just a bitch to somebody you were just mean you were just rude you were just whatever and it's not what you wanted to do when you walked away did you acknowledge that negative behavior how did you process that negative behavior uh so i like i wouldn't necessarily say like i was like mean to anybody i i don't i don't think i've ever really like been it's, i don't see you really being yeah mean. like You're a very like sweet girl. uh i i i don't think it's so much um like how I treat people, but like my energy around other people. So like if, if you're mad or you're angry, you're upset, like inadvertently it's going to affect everybody in the room with you. Right. So just, just handling myself better. Right. Okay. Is more where we're getting at. Um, like just taking the time to like say, why am I feeling this way? it's not that big a deal you know like like realistically like am am i gonna am i gonna remember this moment like 10 minutes from now am i gonna remember it an hour from now or or a month or you know like why am i letting this bother me i like that you keep saying why and not what because i think that is really a big problem for a lot of people for me it very much is the problem that i deal with when i confront emotions and it's if i focus on what's bothering me what the problem is what's going on i typically can't get past it but if i think why why does it bother me well that's not really a valid reason right that seems exactly dumb, yeah like right? that seems kind of silly like to get your panties in a twist over whatever <laughs> the fuck like you know like they're just the unimportant things like okay i'm gonna let this like not important thing ruin my day like no i love to think about people who handle problems better than me of like when i when i think about a thing that's really bothering me and then if i was to listen to someone who i know is like a really good problem solver and really good at handling their feelings if i was to listen to that person tell me that they were upset about the same thing i'm upset about it's like yo dude why are you hanging on to any of that stuff that doesn't even make sense that's not even a good reason to to be mad if i can just try and hear someone more reasonable than myself explain to me my own crazy feelings that's a very sobering moment of like yeah this this is definitely not worth being upset about 
I think uh, you were you already referenced Jason Hyder, so I'll throw his name out there. Uh, I, I'm I'm pretty sure he referenced the book The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People when he was telling me this. Uh, but there's a, a moment between stimulation and reaction, like a moment between when something happens to you. Before you react, there's this tiny little moment where you get to decide how you're going to feel about it, or at least how you're going to react about it. And the more aware you become of that moment, the bigger that moment becomes and the, the greater uh, ability you have to do something different than, than what feels automatic and uh, is often the wrong thing to do. I notice when I act on any emotion, whether it's jealousy or anger or whatever, usually the initial reaction is not something that the calm version of me would say right. is, a, is a productive thing to do. Yeah. But uh, that moment's not always so easy to find. So ba- back to your tunnel flying. I want to know where that's at right now. You already We already know you're flying around on your head. What's that like? Uh, well... It's I I mean I I'm doing it. <laughs> You're doing it. So like, uh, it. are you able to uh, I, transition to your head? Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I I'm um, trying to I'm working on um, trying to get my transitions a little bit better so that I'm uh, safer in like four way. Um, I'm also working on um, the front flip transition. Um, so you're doing the back flip transition now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, um, let's see. I'm trying to think of what, what all, what all can I do? Um, I, I'm just trying, I'm just trying to like figure out how to fly better and also like take it to the sky and like, how can, how can like I help people around me, even though like, how can I help my friends do better too? Because like, there's no point if I can't with people send them to the tunnel too right right <laughs> what, what do you notice the biggest differences are between flying uh on your head in the tunnel and then uh trying to take that to the sky oh man uh well first of all the sky you have exits um i the sky is a lot it's a lot faster I don't know faster. It's just it's a lot more force. I think. You like meaning you feel the wind yeah. more? Is that what you mean? Yeah, maybe not not so much that I feel the wind more, but it's like I feel like I have to be stronger in the sky. Okay. In order to do the same things that I can do in the tunnel. Stronger. Yeah, like okay. stronger legs. You know, like I have to be more conscious. Uh, you know, I hear what you're saying, and really for like, me, I think that I have a similar thought, but uh, I think for me it's easier to relax in the tunnel because, hey, I didn't just jump out of an airplane. Hey, I don't have to pull a parachute at some point. Hey, I'm not uh, dealing with most of the risks that are present in skydiving. Uh, if I don't get out of the tunnel on time, the blinky light, you know, <laughs> no, I'm not going to, you know, it's not going to end the same way that not ending a skydive on time yeah. ends. So I just feel a lot less pressure, and I feel a lot more... Uh, Oh, just fluid and with it, and I just feel better in the in the tunnel. I feel like I have a stronger skill set in the tunnel. And when I get in the sky, I'm a lot more tense, and I can feel that stiffness might be uh, something that you feel like is is this greater required strength. I I wonder just 
doing a lot of AFF training in the tunnel, I don't think about if I'm moving or not. I don't think about sitting still. I don't think about how strong my legs are. I don't because the walls very quickly show me where I'm at. Uh, when I'm doing two instructor training, having two skydivers on either side of me in a side body, I have to consciously think about my body position and how strong my legs are because I realize if I don't, I see myself backsliding. There's times where I'm like, why are they both in front of me? Oh, wait a minute. Why am I behind them? That's my bad. And so I find because I have no true references or no easy references, I have to be much more aware of my body position. And I don't know if strong or firm is necessarily where I would put those descriptions for myself, but much more aware and much more assertive with my flying is I have to be to ensure like, hey, am I feeling the wind on my shins? Is it me moving or is it them moving? Am I doing this? So I wonder if it's, it's a combination of both things. So I, I don't know, but I, it's curious because I've never heard anybody describe it that way. Man, I just had a really good thing to add on to what you said, and then I just escaped my brain. It's a pretty shirt. Thank you. It's a good thing that I have this pretty shirt on so I can be an idiot. <laughs> Isn't that what they say? If you're not smart, you better be pretty or something. Isn't that a thing? I'm fucked. You've yeah, got well. the pretty thing for sure. Thank you. You want to kiss later? Yeah. You know what not. I told Alex <laughs> in the landing here today? His mustache was looking real good because he had a buff that was covering the rest of his beard. <laughs> I told him I wanted to put uh, cinnamon roll icing all over his mustache oh, no. and then lick it off. <laughs> you did say that. And it, I'm trying to remember. In exactly a totally straight and heterosexual was. way, might I, think I, I I think I was just like, yeah, I mean, go for it, dude. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure you said, let's fucking do that. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But uh, sorry, back to tunnel flying. Sorry, I got distracted by Alex's beautiful mustache. I want well, to you. know where this tunnel flying's going because you mentioned the words four-way at some point. Mm-hmm. Are you thinking VFS? Sure, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I, nice. something I want to explore. In the sky, in the tunnel? I think more just in the tunnel, not so much in the sky, but I mean, I'm not, like I wouldn't, I I don't know that I would necessarily. If the opportunity presented itself to fly with a uh, group of focused four-way VFS guys and gals in the sky, would you do it? I'm not sure. Okay. You know, I made a joke about Scott and uh, Demo earlier, but man, I really think the mentality that they instill in people, like teams are really great for progression even if it's not something that you intend to compete with like and not even a team might not not even be the right word but like just a group of people like people that you fly with consistently and you all kind of get on the same page and you just get a good feel for how one another moves and now you've got similar similar skill sets and it kind of flows together i think that's a really valuable thing to to have do do you fly with the same group of people usually i do tend to fly with the same people um there aren't a ton of free flyers um, that are still relatively young jumpers mm-hmm. um, or relatively new to free fly. Because, um, like, Nikolai um, has... Is awesome. Yeah, he's, like, he's doing all... You know, he's got so so many jumps, but, like, he's he's only recently start, started free flying. Well, not started, but, you know, he's... Uh, immersed he's himself a, into. Yeah, he's, he's about my level. Um, Ta- well, what is Nikolai like as a person for the, those people who might not know him? People that want to imagine oh, what man. we're talking about right now. Uh, so he's a he's a little Romanian guy. Uh, he's just a pretty energetic for I think as old as he is. I'm not quite sure how old he is. I, I guess he's probably mid sixties if yeah, I had to guess. Yeah, just a, a real active guy with a. It's good to see you. 
Yeah. Super friendly. Always yeah. smiling. That yeah. Man. Like a really, really good attitude. Yeah. For sure. Always. It's good to see you and does it with the biggest yeah. smile. Yeah. Yeah. Super I, good dude. I was really surprised at his skill set in the tunnel. I hadn't seen him fly for a long time. And I don't go to the tunnel very much anymore, but uh, I go to the Memorial Tunnel a couple of times a year, and I had stopped in there. And he was in there. I'm, I'm pretty sure he was uh, flying with Rory. And uh, I had my stuff, but I hadn't like gotten ready to get in the tunnel because my flight time wasn't up yet. And Rory kind of beckons me and like, hey, hey, get ready. And I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't know if he just wanted me to, like, if they were trying to get ahead of the clock by having me in sooner or whatever. But it turned out that he wanted me to be in there like well Nikolai was flying and at like Nikolai was so solid on his head I, you know it's like you don't go there if you don't go there for a long time people can be progressing at an incredibly fast rate and you just don't even see it and you know I didn't know he was free flying and there he is just on his head taking taking grips and man it's so fun someone that you didn't expect to be able to fly with like just hopping in the tunnel and getting on your head and seeing their smiling face and and, and holding hands Gosh, super, super cool. I was super happy to see how how far he had come. You guys have, have done some jumps together, right? Yeah. Uh, so we, we were jumping together pretty regularly before, um, probably before Christmas. Um, and then he went to Romania in January. So um, he hasn't really been out yet since um, since he got back. But um, yeah, he's... We're we're kind of on the same level, similar level, right? Yeah, I I would argue he's like further along in the tunnel than I am, but in the sky we're we're pretty comparable. Mm-hmm. So, do you focus on just FS when it comes to free flying, or do you or do you like artistic? Um, do you get the difference? I think I know what the difference is. But Basically, FS formation, skydiving, yeah, artistic, flying, I, flying. I I yeah, no, I'm just I'm just doing formation. Um, now I, that, I like that's and i'm not like it's the sold one. on it yeah you know like i mean i i sort of am but like yes. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna like limit myself and say like oh like i never want to go do such and such like well i don't know maybe maybe something will happen and it'll inspire me what is it about vfs that drives you and motivates you um i mean it's cool it's cool it's cool <laughs> Um, I just, I, I just like being able to, to jump with my friends. Yeah. Um, and also like, I, I, I like us being able to progress together. Um, I also jump with Brittany quite a bit. We're about the same level and it's like when, when Brittany Masterson. Brit- mm-hmm. Thank you. and when we, um, like when one of us makes like some kind of like milestone, it's like, Oh yeah, cool. Like, wait, it's wait, awesome. wait. Brittany's about the same level as you as free flying. Well, she can. She has a fuck. couple other transitions, but yeah. Yeah, no, fuck yeah. So I don't. I don't get to. I don't jump with any of you guys. I don't get to see where anybody's at. I don't. I've never seen her in the tunnel. That's badass. I did not know. Good for her, man. I can't wait to see her next time and and ask her about it. That's super cool. Um, I I watch free flyers and and by desire and motivation, I would much rather free fly than anything else. I really enjoy it. Um, I've done some FS like four way stuff at some point in my life, uh, belly flying vertical. I'm not that good. I couldn't do that at all. Um, and I like for FS, I like formation, uh, because I like the structure. I like the accountability. I like the, the metrics it gives Mm -hmm. you. It's very easy to put a growth curve on something like that. 
And where free flying, unless you're in a very structured free fly environment, it's very difficult. If you're looking at distances that you're making your transitions over or distance or, or uh, altitudes that you're gaining or losing and, and over unders, uh, for the most part, you don't see that measurable or attainable uh, stick or uh, um, tool in front of you. So VFS gives you back to that measuring stick. Do you think it's you like that structure? You like something yeah. to show you where to be? Yeah, or you know, like just being able to have have a plan and okay like, were we able to execute it this time okay well let's try again what can we do differently to um you know like okay well we didn't even build this build the round cool let's make that the goal you know how about you know we exit the plane together and and stick the exit right like just different parts of it where you can kind of um have as like this is what I'd like to do um, on this jump. This is what I'd like to focus on. You say it nonchalantly at the end, but I love hearing what you say. If you can't get together, hey, let's just build the round. That is a good first goal. Let's just stick the exit. Let's just focus on this one thing. We don't have to be able to do 20 things on one jump to be successful. Ultimately, let's do 20 things on a jump and become successful. But I, I like that focus. I like that goal. And so many young jumpers go out and say, well, we'll just learn. Uh, what are you going to work on? Uh, free flying. Like, what part of free flying? Sit. Okay, like, dude, what are you really working on? And those goals that you guys have, I, I love hearing. I love seeing it. One of the things you said before the show, and you've even said it again recently, is you want to be able to give back with what you've done. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? And in what way? So I think, um, I think, especially like whenever I was um, in my first hundred jumps, I, I want, wanted to be a mentor um, one day. And I still like this 100% on the table, but I also feel like I really, um, I feel like people who are about my skill level um, in free flying, like there's not a whole lot, there's not a ton of, uh, of people. Um, so I feel like I'd like to build some consistency for people around my, my jump numbers. Um, especially just maybe even just locally at RDZ, you know. Did um, we talk about how many jumps you actually have? I oh, feel like I missed no, that part. I, I've only got 275 jumps. I'm not like, I'm not like trying to be an organizer. I'm not trying to be a coach. I just want to have like. No, just for people who are like, listening to the conversation to put into context when you say your jump numbers and your level of experience. Yeah, I, I am a pipsqueak by a long shot. Like. And we realize you're talking about these are yeah. goals. Yeah, like it, I'm not. Yeah. I, I. But I mean, arrogance is not Jenna. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. When I think about you know, if just the average person who tells me they have 275 jumps, I really don't imagine that person flying head down. Well, I mean, <laughs> hi. I mean, yeah, not to say that it's not possible. <laughs> like uh, I, uh, I'm good friends with uh, Ben Roan, who's a fantastic tunnel coach, and. I was on his, uh, no, I wasn't on his 100th jump, but it happened at an event that we were at. And he was uh, out face carving around two head down rounds on his 100th jump. Like, uh, it, we went to nationals and he was supposed to have a C license and we lied and said he did. He had 74 jumps, I think, when we were competing at nationals and uh, 
I think we got a silver medal in advanced in, in free flying. And like just he, he with a significant amount of tunnel experience, people can be incredibly good with, with low jump numbers, I guess is the point that I'm trying to trying to illustrate. If if you had to guess how many hours you have in the tunnel, what would that guess be? Twenty one. Twenty one hours? Mm-hmm. Cool. That seems like you know that number pretty well. I, I do you log it? Yeah, I do. That's I'm, cool. I'm a dork. No, that's awesome. I I wish I had logged my tunnel time. I have I have zero idea how much tunnel time I have. You have over ten hours. That's very fair. Yes. Good. I mean, I got it. I'm I'm locked in. Um, I want to go back to your idea and your goals of giving back because uh, we realize this is in a future context. This is what you want to do. Uh, first of all, I like everything you've said so far has been about Jenna and about you, and that's one thing that I always get afraid of with people who want to do things in the sport that involve others. In other words, becoming a coach, becoming a mentor, becoming an instructor. You now start skydiving for other people, and there's nothing wrong with it, man. Some of us absolutely love and live that lifestyle. I don't know what would happen to Hank if he couldn't do tandems and skydive with other people. I think he would literally explode. Um, But it's important that we still skydive for ourselves. We make our way in the sport and if you do too much too soon for other people you might burn out so i think what you're saying is very fair but would it be safe to say if you could find a way to give back mentoring at a free fly level it would be something you could be interested in i say mentoring helping others helping people get along there yeah i mean i wouldn't necessarily like put myself like mentor right like but at least like open to helping people discover you know like hey let's just let's go out and try and do this like i mean i don't want to be a, i don't want to be a coach i don't want to have i don't want to tell people um how to do things as if i know how to do things because i don't have the experience um but i could share what information i do have and we could try and build build up a portion of the sport that seems to be like dying one of the things that you've done through my time knowing you is learn to believe in yourself learn to have confidence i'm so sorry nick no, i'm just jo- alex noticed me go for the microphone and we just had a little I, moment just had a little <laughs> joke. um i can't see what your hand's doing over there it's all good um i'm just messing around Mike. <laughs> don't worry about me uh believe in yourself have confidence in yourself trust yourself or even even if i could help somebody else feel that way the mm-hmm. like in the same way that i like be trusting themselves or believing that they can do something like if I yeah. could if I could even like remotely help somebody like, I want you to figure re- that out but I want you to realize right now you already can be that mentor there's already people who look up to you you don't have to be uh, a, a mentor at the level of Stephen Boyd man Stephen Boyd is a mentor to at least three of us in this room four I pre probably might feel the same way if you get to know him um, you don't have to be at the level of, of, of Nicole Black. I'm not going to say her name out loud. You don't have to be at the a level of anybody because there is somebody behind you. There is somebody who Nick forgets what it's like to be you. I forget what it's like to be a new jumper. I try to stay connected. I try to, to understand. But do you remember what it was like to be you a year ago? Way better than we do, right? So that person right behind you, that person without that confidence, that person without that process, whether it's confidence or just lack of like, what the fuck do I do? I'm lost. You can already do those things. So definitely take ownership. 
take ownership and be empowered to be the best mentor you can be. It doesn't mean you have to be that high-level dude teaching skills or getting people places. You're just helping show them a path. I want to get into free flying, Jenna. Where do I go next? I bet you you tell me right now where to go, who to go with, what to do, who the ins and outs. You have a whole path for me, don't you? I mean, I have an idea. Yeah, you have a path you would share with your friends. Yeah. Yeah, you're a mentor, and it's okay. Man, own it. Please do. Because, uh, man, your name came up in this group. Uh, I don't think you knew she was on my radar, did you? Um, not until recently. And he submitted a list to us of people he wanted to see on the show, and your name was on it. Oh, the well, first time I thanks. mentioned, yeah, yeah, just coincidentally, first time I mentioned to Nick, Nick was like, yes, absolutely. Yeah, we've had a few really good conversations just at the drop zone, yeah. just about, just, you know, bullshit, yeah. uh, exercise, books, nerd stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So easy question, who in this room has strong respect for Jenna? I'm going to let you be the only one to raise your hand. <laughs> just to be an that's asshole. That's I was doing that too. But <laughs> me. No, I just, I just I wanted agree, to be, I agree be with out DJ. there. Like, I just, we're, yeah. Like, that's just, uh, <laughs> I didn't get it, it, did I? <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just shout. No, but absolutely. I think yeah. we, all, we yeah. all were pretty quick 100%. to agree of like, yeah, that'd be a great person to talk to. What a, you know, and I think that that's just because you're so easily identifiable as someone who has grown in the sport of skydiving and someone who, uh, has just changed a lot in the time that I've seen you out at the at the drop zone, and I'm always curious. Uh, I think we're, you know, I think the people in this room are all people who strive to make improvements in themselves in, in different ways. And so when I see someone who does such a clear job of of making improvements, I want to know your strategy because I want to steal it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh. And everyone has a different strategy. Yeah, Some people aren't even, aren't even that's aware the thing. of it. It's like trial and error. Like, okay, well, the, I mean, I I feel like I I got a lot of mental clarity, uh, for, for, like when I was first, like when I first started jumping, like just having a moment of like when you first leave the when you first leave the airplane, right? It's like you you literally have nothing else to think about. And like that moment of just not, not having any other worries, like that helped, you know, um, there's just like so many different parts to it. Um, or like, Hey, this, this, I don't even know how to, how to describe it. Um, it definitely like wasn't an overnight thing. It was more like, okay, like this goal is mutually beneficial for like skydiving or, or it's like, if I died today, would I be happy with myself? Would I be happy with how my life is right now? Yes or no. Okay. Well, if the answer is no, then like what, what is wrong with it? What, what do I think is wrong with it? How can I improve that portion of it? Right. Cause like we're, we're inherently taking like a risk when we're jumping out. Like it is a very real possibility that it could potentially be our last jump. Right. So I think I spent a lot of time with that thought. Um, in, in general. Um, so skydiving brought you perspective. Yeah. Um, it, man, it's um, I, it's it's good to hear. I don't know if I've often heard anybody say what you just said. 
I really sat and put in perspective that I could die every jump as my last jump. Everything you say is absolutely true in my brain. If, if anybody knows me, I'm a huge advocate for safety and training and skydiving. Um, it's it's the way we make more badass skydivers is to help us live longer. Um, but to hear that perspective and the, and the way you let it affect your life is is unique. I don't know if you realize that. Um, I I suppose this. You suppose it is. Uh, yeah, I think you suppose it is because you've heard it from a few of us. You hear us compliment you and thank you. How has skydiving changed your life? Well, what, what one big, if there's one big thing, what is it? Just understanding that every, everything is a choice. To do nothing is a choice. You know, um, they're like we make choices and we don't even think about it so i think i think that's probably one of the biggest things because it's changed my attitude um overall and if you had one biggest person who inspired you in our sport you don't have to know them you don't whatever it is who inspired you the most and you can name 12 people. There, there's, like, the list. There's so many people on that list of, of, like, just incredible people. We know Felipe's on it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, we know Felipe's on it. Still hate you. <laughs> Who else? Who else is on that list? That's a great question. Oh. It's because I don't want to leave anybody off. I don't want anybody to... Well, it's we not... Can, uh, uh, we can leave that first tandem instructor off. <laughs> yeah, don't... don't there's no connection made there. <laughs> it's so funny. I feel like that person may listen to this podcast and they're just getting shit on. Sorry. <laughs> At least we haven't dropped a name. But, uh, no, like, don't, uh, don't worry. If, if they're not good enough to make the team, it's fine. No, They'll no, understand. no, no. It's because the, the, the team is... The team is ext- it's just the team is so large, in my opinion. Like, there's so many Okay, top five. Come on. Uh, Helene. I love Helene. God, yeah, she's such she's, a sweet lady. She's amazing. Um, let's see. Oh, God. I, I don't know if I could just list five. Helene, you are getting the gold <laughs> star today. <laughs> You're the only one she can list. Helene, Helene Scott Rumble, Scott Latinus, um, um, oh, Val, uh, Dustin Deterio, Lori Padaloco. You guys, like, there's, there's, there's so many people uh, on this list. Like, Hank, uh, Mark, Mark Wallace, uh, the tunnel instructor. Yeah. Uh, shout out to him. He's he's uh. She he's, he's, gang he's, signs he's, over he's, here. What up, Mark Wallace? He's been, he's been through some shit. Like, <laughs> so sorry that like sorry about everything I put you through, but like. Oh, you say he's been through shit. He, you meant with him. <laughs> oh yeah, like like, 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 like in No 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 like like he's. He, you I, put him I, through I, some shit. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, like I I remember not not the best student over here. Um. So I mean. He, yeah, taught, he's taught me a lot of stuff. Um, let's see who else. Um, man, there's just there's just so many people. That's that's a good list. I like all those people. So mm-hmm. I want to know you. Um, what? Oh, is Steph. Steph. I forgot. Stephanie. Steph. Oh yeah. my dude. God. Oh no. There's so m- yeah. see <laughs> so many people. <laughs> Stephanie <laughs> will be doing emergency procedure review at Safety Day this Saturday at hey, Scott hey. Spaceland Houston. Um. Uh, if you could inspire anybody in the sport behind you, and that is a goal of yours, right? Sure. What one thing would you leave behind? What one thing would you give them? 
that you've taken from this sport? I didn't say oh, it was going to be man. easy. Yeah, there's, there's a lot. I really... Feel free to say two or three of them. Yeah. So, um, you know, first, firstly, like it is a choice. Like there, like everything you do is a choice. How you react, what you do, what you don't do. Um, firstly, secondly, um, if you screw up the exit, don't hang on to it. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't let it affect the rest of your. Don't let it affect the rest of your skydive. The, the way you describe that, it just makes me think of the like the figure <laughs> skater that just eats shit in the middle of the routine, and they gotta just pick it up and keep on going. Yeah, they gotta yeah. Finish strong, just right? keep on keeping on. You got the whole, especially at the exit. You make it the whole the rest of the the jump yeah. to to make up for it, right? Exactly. Um, and even like in if you like transfer that to life, like there's so much you can do with that because I feel like people hang on. I, I know I, I've hung on to stuff uh, like <laughs> in emotionally, non-emotionally, just in general. It's like, I'm not going to hold this grudge, but you know, what do you think about that lets you uh, release a grudge and not like they're not hang on to those feelings? Why? Why? What, am, what, what is it? How is it benefiting either of us? How, how is, whatever i'm feeling or however you made me feel how is this been how is this um hanging on to this like impacting my day or you know if especially if it's like a negative interaction it's like why you know or how how can we how how can how can we make the situation better Oh, we all get stuck on our head where we we get in that loop where I'm like, why did why did I say that, man? What the fuck? God damn, why can't and we? But get what in that difference net. does it make? You, like, how do you stop that in your head? Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't say it was easy. <laughs> I I didn't say I'm always successful at it. Uh, sometimes sometimes I really suck at that. But you but know, you just like keep on trying. Why, why not keep, you know, um, every, you, you know, tomorrow's a new day to start over um, or even, you know, remove yourself from the situation or there's just, yeah, there's so many things you could do. Um, and, and just like, why, why would you, why, why hang on to whatever it is if it's not, you know, helping you towards whatever your goal is even in life? You say it's not, uh, uh, you're not always successful. I want you right. to know that that's a great thing for people, including all of us to hear is we say you've done well and you've learned in the sport well and you're growing well in the sport. You're growing through your failures, not through your successes. I mean, I would be concerned if I, if I weren't, if I, if I had it all figured out, like, I mean, I feel like none of us have it all figured out. So, um, I, I don't know. It would be, uh. It would be kind of concerning if I never felt like I wasn't doing um, or that I didn't need to improve, right? Like, then, then what? You just never advance. Like, oh, man, I got it all. I got it all. <laughs> yeah, that's a great mentality because there are some people who think they got it all figured out. Right? And those are the people that for sure don't have anything <laughs> figured out. So it's better to be on the opposite end right. of that spectrum. And I, you make a really good point of like... Uh, 
it's a good way to sort of put yourself through, um, I don't even want to call it adversity, right? But like an exit blows up and like, I wanted to talk, I'm the king of being hard on myself as well. Like, especially if it's a jump you really want to do well on mm-hmm. and like no one wants to suck in front of their friends and it's like, man, I don't want to be the guy who fucks this jump up. But it's, it's such a good way to run yourself through that mentally because it's like, it's just a skydive. If no one, like we're learning things and we're getting better and, and all of that matters. But like, we're, as long as we're all safe at the end of the day, you can really put yourself through that mental, mental gambit of like, man, this was a roller coaster. I wanted to kill it. I fucked it up in front of everybody. This sucks. I hate myself, but ta- now it's time to like pack and like get on the next 20 minute call. Right. And I, I really like how you're applying that mentality to like what I would call much realer problems in life or when it's, when it's real things that you're dealing with, you're sort of experienced with that mental roller coaster already of like, man, I suck. I hate this or whatever. I'm still going to pick myself up and uh, get on that, that next 20 minute call, you know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I like it. It is funny to try and think about explaining to a non-skydiver the struggles of being a skydiver. I felt I was uh, talking to someone earlier trying to explain what it meant to be good or not good at skydiving. And it's like, well, you just kind of move <laughs> and around it's, it's and you touch each other. And it's yeah. like, But the person that doesn't do good, what do they do? Well, I don't know. They look more wobbly than you do. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like, yeah, this this thought destroys, like, this, this shapes my whole reality of whether I can be wobbly and look stupid or if I can move over there with my legs straight and do a good job. <laughs> <laughs> like, how fucking stupid is that? Yeah, yeah, but we put so much pressure on ourselves and it's understandable because it's something that you've invested all of this time and money in and you want to be good at it and you want to have fun with your friends and it's always better when you're you know, doing the checking all those boxes, or at least that's what it feels like. But I, I think it really is about that that progression and, and making those little steps and learning from those mistakes. Because like you said it best, no one has this shit figured out. Like we all suck at something, <laughs> especially in skydiving, because it's really fucking hard, right? <laughs> like yeah. there's always something around the corner that's gonna that's gonna get you. So you gotta you just gotta get used to get used to sucking, <laughs> you know. Or it's like yeah. then you learn something and you realize like, oh man, there's all this other stuff yeah. to learn that goes with it. Yeah, and it's like, sure. oh man, I got to struggle through that. But like, it's going to like, it's challenging, but attainable. Um, uh, but I also think it's important to like step back and say like, cool, I, I'm able to do this and I wasn't able to do this a year ago. Like mm-hmm. looking back and, and, and giving yourself perspective to see how far you've come. It's a great reminder yeah. and a really easy thing to forget. I think that's really important as well. Like keeping those videos from mm-hmm. uh, jumps that you want, oh, yeah. even if they're not great or even if you think they're great, go back a year or two years from now and look at it and you look like such a goober <laughs> and it makes you feel <laughs> but good. You, but you were so proud of it. Yeah, right? exactly. Like in that moment, it's like, man, I was so cool. Yeah, it's, it's like, like, oh man, like that's so embarrassing. Yeah, you, yeah. Have, you find the footage where you grab the <laughs> screenshot where you were accidentally upright for a second. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 Hashtag free fly. We were doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's so good to to be able to look back and reflect on those things and and compare those mentalities, right? Because like back then you're you're young, you're new. It's all it's all very new information or whatever, and you're so stoked about this one aspect. Like, yeah, we stuck that exit, yeah. Even though the rest of the skydive was wonky or whatever, and like being able to <laughs> compare like, that. But look at this beautiful yeah, exit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's really cool. I think it's I think it's super important to compare uh, compare your old stuff to your new stuff just to see that that progression in yourself. Do you hang on to like videos from skydives oh, and stuff yeah. and you try to like pick them up from other people? Mm-hmm. Someone, I forget who it was. They gave me, they gave me that piece of advice. They're like, man, anytime you go on a jump with somebody, like get the video, even if it wasn't great, even if you're not super stoked or even if you were barely there, get the video. Cause you're going to want to look back just for progression sake or memories or whatever it is. So 
yeah, I certainly try to try to grab those videos. That's why I that's why I kind of kept my kept my logbook up to date, like more mm. so than maybe other people do. Um, just because I found myself like at, even at like fifty jumps, looking at like man, a couple months ago I was doing this, like yeah. So I've always kind of had that like look at how it's like, a diary. Yeah. Well, I mean, I sure. I, I keep it that um, way. I yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh I might write three way FF if it's a three way free fall yeah. I jump with a bunch of clowns I jump with all the time, but it's Val's two thousandth jump I rode it was Val's mm-hmm. two thousandth jump and I everybody who was on that skydive it's not often that I go on a skydive with the group of people who were there I think Nick might have been on it Stephen Nicole Valerie it was like a twenty way for her um uh but Heath Richardson an old buddy of mine like if, if it's the first time I've jumped with you the first time I jump with somebody I will write their name in my logbook and who was on that jump. Um, I don't always write names, but I mean, that's something to remember. And I saw a buddy, and hey man, when, when did we first jump? When did we first meet? Oh man, let me pull my logbook. Oh look, here's my first jump with you, man. We jumped with these people, and we talked for that night about yo, what happened that Nick Lot dude? Oh my God, he he ended up being in the circus. <laughs> He's the <laughs> monkey boy. Oh, is that what we're talking about skydiving now? The circus. <laughs> the circus. Yeah, Isn't that, that funny? We all kind of ran away to the circus, right? Oh, straight up. Yeah, no, my parents mm. absolutely believe that. So yeah, they. Uh, I went to a, a Bible college called Crown College at some point, and my mother loves to say that I went to Clown College. <laughs> <laughs> and she, Are you just making fun of her accent no, right now? No, <laughs> okay, no. I thought this was it, an Asian it, joke. It, it is a joke in our family because <laughs> <of> my <laughs> Alex is slow on the jokes. That was today. yeah, that was me catching up again. <laughs> <laughs> you some really Yvelda moments tonight, my man. Yeah, for oh sure. I'm on a delay. Baby. <laughs> baby. <laughs> 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 We're using our toes. That's all I can hear when you use the word baby now. Oh, man. I stole it from KDP, too, so that's her Oh, thing. really? Yeah, when she was living with us, she would always be like, baby. One time Shout out to KDP. She, she shit her pants on a walk one time. Not to get too <laughs> not to get too far off topic, but wow. she's like, I just shit my pants, baby. Do you think she wiped front to back or back to front? I don't know, but we're here now. I think side to side, to side right? Mountaintop Valley, mountaintop is what we talked about. <laughs> Jenna, I am so sorry we got to this place. Do you see how quickly, do you see how quickly it gets there? It gets I apologize. Out of hand. It gets out of hand. Uh, how do your parents feel about you, Skydive? <laughs> After this show, they probably don't like yeah, it Yeah, I hope you didn't tell them to listen to this. They, they don't know. They don't know. Oh, that's right. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so how how are you uh, hiding this from them? Oh, uh, I mean, I, I mean, I don't live with them. Um, Do you see them often? I see them often enough. So your brother did some uh, jumps with you when you were you, when you he, he's the one who got you to start jumping. Uh, he did that. I think he did tandem when you guys did, or your aunt or whoever. Um, so apparently, some of your family knows you've jumped. Yeah. Do your parents know you've jumped? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they they know I've done a couple tandems. <laughs> so that's all they know is a couple tandems. Yeah. <laughs> Man, how cool! You that's, got a license. That's, like, that's really neat. I I I. Uh, you know, uh, and you don't have to share the reasons that you're not sharing that with them. If that's personal to you, that's totally cool. But uh, in my mind, I, I imagine the future where you talk one of your parents into jumping and that you've got the number of jumps to go along and chase them on the on the tandem. Like, how neat is that? Oh, my parents would never. 
They they there would that would never even be a scenario whatsoever. Zero percent. Zero. Not even one percent. Not even one percent. I am wholeheartedly confident that that would never happen. Do you like, think that could have been said of you at some point? No. Okay. I I I had never like thought. Oh man, like I I'm gonna I'm gonna go skydive. It's on my bucket list. Like it it wasn't like oh man, I'm never gonna go do that. It was. It, it just wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go do that. But this right. is not the kind of thing in their wheelhouse. It's just oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Roller coasters? Uh, I, it's just, yeah. The stigma of skydiving? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, so many people don't understand our sport. So many people think we're just a bunch of daredevils flinging ourselves out of airplanes. And that stigma, so many family members think when their kids start skydiving. I, I've had parents at the DZ talk to me about their kid like oh yo man we start talking and they find out or their kid will introduce me to their parents and i say kid they can be 25 years old i'm like oh yo no man your son alex oh dude he's an idiot he's gonna kill himself bro you should stop him from skydiving because we don't like him um other than that now but it's regular i've had conversations with parents who it's pretty obvious to me they're trying to figure out what's going on they're like hey man is this is my kid okay is this is this the thing that they should be doing um, and I get it because unfortunately most all you hear about skydiving in the news is negative. You know, it's, um, recently this is an unfortunate thing, but there has been two tandem incidents in the last, uh, month's time frame in the U S uh, one where a student passed and one where the instructor had passed. And, um, man, I, it's kind of an odd thing to say, but you know, thankfully Ukraine has been kind of taking the heat right now because, that would be all over social or all over the media, and and we just don't need that kind of negative attention to the sport. And and, and uh, back to it though, it, when you see media attention, you see negative media attention. Good luck. There's going to be media that drops in this weekend. Yeah, I talked to USPA about that very yeah. thing today. Yeah, um, they're coming up for safety day, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's super cool. I told them. Uh, I told Steph they're going to be in safety day during her seminar. So. Mm. Every Safety Day presenter in Houston this year is experienced presenter, except for Stephanie. Uh, super experienced school oh, teacher, yeah. super experienced STP instructor. Does a great job. Like it's, she's gonna be fine. But I told her that they're gonna sit in her seminar only. <laughs> so, Jenna, do you, before we get uh, too far away from the parents, do they do they know about tunnel or is it, no, it kind of no, one blanket? No, nothing. Like, okay, I was just curious about that. What do they think that. you do on the weekend? <laughs> You're the most boring person ever to them. <laughs> she sits at home. No, I, I just, I just say I'm, I'm going to go hang out with my friends. And they just, that's nice. it. I mean, that's. Are, are I mean, do they need more information? No, they don't. Yeah, are they local enough. to Houston? Yeah. Do you own any skydiving clothing? Yes. Is it possible that you could get caught out in public and they could see you in skydiving clothing, no. or do you only wear it to the DZ? I rarely wear it if at all. Okay. So it's it's you don't want to buy a Gravity Lab Radio jersey then? Uh, well, I mean, like <laughs> I just yeah, I just wouldn't. Doesn't I necessarily mean, sound like skydiving. No, I mean, uh, uh, it's a bunch of scientists I'm into, Mom. They're really <laughs> nerdy, <laughs> boring nerd stuff. You wouldn't like it. That's like rocket science. Oh man, uh, no, I I I I've worn um, I do wear it to the DZ sometimes, but usually I. I have like a standard. You're ACDC, back yeah. in black. Yeah. Yeah, you look like you're the DZ right now. I. <laughs> blue, like the everywhere, the everywhere. Blue accent oh, on the jumpsuit, outfit. though. Yeah. yeah. 
So will you ever share it with your parents? I don't know. I've thought about it. Um, and then I've also like remembered like that's a horrible idea. <laughs> so uh, do you think if you reach some level of accomplishment that you might? I feel like it'll come out when it needs to come out. <laughs> I had such a horrible joke that I just couldn't make out of respect to a friend. Uh, so I was probably going to make a similar joke. I think we all just thought the same thing. I was looking at Nick like, you going to say it? God, God bless Darab. Mm-hmm. Who? None of your business. Oh, okay, great. I was going to make a joke about me coming out to my parents. Uh, exactly. It'll happen when it happens. Yeah. Hey, Dad. <laughs> Sorry. Never mind. <laughs> We're going dark. It's going to get dark if we go down that road. Uh, So we talked about kind of DJ just handed on this. If you you had some certain level of accomplishment, would you tell your parents about it? I don't want to forget your parents in that conversation of what does accomplishment in skydiving look like to you? Do you have uh, some goals on the horizon, something that you're hoping to to check Um, off the list? I would like to be on a record, but not like a world record. Like it could just be like a small piddly state record. Like that's like goal number one. Um, talking uh, vertical record, sure. Belly record. I mean, it, if the opportunity presents itself, but more I'll interested in vertical. Uh, yeah, I would feel way cooler with a vertical <laughs> record. Uh, but it's I would harder. accept. I would accept a belly record if. <laughs> you tummy flyers, <laughs> we will accept you if it, we must. It, it, like I, 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 I like the people. <laughs> Who are belly flyers only? But man, the Texas State tummy records like 170, yeah. isn't it? God, Those tummy lovers. That's got a ring to it. Tummy. Texas State tummy record. <laughs> Dude, that's the next event. <laughs> Scott, <laughs> Scott. <laughs> don't we uh, don't we have a, a total break record coming to Texas, or did we yeah. just do that last year? Ooh. No, I know there's uh, Helene's trying to put together a women's record. Like okay. uh, a, nice. Like do you know for when? Record. Uh, I I feel like it's the same weekend that the Sky Band is going to be here. They definitely have she, the, uh, yeah. some, some tummy jumps planned for that event. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah tummy lobs. Yeah. Also, <laughs> swinging the harney. Edendira, you know, she's an instructor at Spaceland. You know <laughs> her. Um, she has been doing not so much recently, I think, due to winter and just other stuff. But sh- for a while there, she was really trying to get a bunch of women together for head up jumps specifically. Um, I'm not entirely sure what the Texas record is, but it's like relatively low. Um, Katie was super interested in it as well. So, like, if you're looking for people to uh, maybe build something with, I would hit them up. Come on, ladies! Yeah, super badass group of women in in uh, Houston, man. It's 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 amazing the community, the amount of badass females we have there is pretty dope. Um, state record you're interested in? Mm-hmm. What? How big of a vertical formation are you interested in getting uh, in on? I don't. I don't know. Um. Twelve. I feel like I feel like I um, I feel like I've still got a lot of progressing before I even can have that conversation. Um, I think you just need to do a little bit of research about what the current yeah. upright and head down records are. Yeah, because it might be closer than you think. Okay. Yeah, women's vertical world record is going on in November in Eloy, and it's like a hundred way. So, um, man, it's so crazy because I remember. Pahokee, gosh, 99-ish, 2000-ish, they did a 3.10 way, and it was, like, mind-blowing. Holy cow. They did 10 people, did, a th- like, three points. And now they're looking at doing that on large ways and, and large sequentials and whatnot. Um, do you see yourself 
working hard enough to get to 50, 60 ways? Potentially. Potentially? Um, I mean, I'm not going to rule it out, but I've got, I've still got a lot okay. of exploring to do Okay. as a whole. You might turn into a wingsuiter. <sighs> Don't do it. That was such uh, a sigh of all the noises she made. I think I finally made her mad. You're going to land <laughs> off. I'm going to pick you up all the time. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think that would be very far off in the future. Hey, when Same. is the Sky Van uh, weekend? April 8th, 9th, and 10th, I believe. Oh, shwinkies. Sh- okay, cool. End of the show right there. Perfect. No, 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 no. no. I, I have some side things going on, and that weekend was given to me for dates, and I have to. I'm not going to. Don't do it. It's going to be a crazy weekend. We're going to have uh, those tummy ways. So right now, the plan is there are two free fly, group, free fly groups. One's a three-plane formation, the other two-plane formation, and then there's a two-plane belly formation that's uh, backing that up. So that's a whole lot of airplanes filled with a whole lot of people. And then we're going to have a regular busy April Saturday to deal with. So, yeah, it's going to be quite the weekend. If the weather turns out. The weather's going to be perfect. Don't you dare. <laughs> Always is. We have a uh, wingsuit leadership camp going on at Spaceland sometime Oh, that's soon. interesting. It's uh, is, it, is it top secret? Can I ask who's leading said camp? Um, you don't have to tell me. It's fine. The, I want to know later. The belt buckle. <laughs> the, te- the Texas want, Bell Buckle. No, I, I'll tell you, Man, it's I'm so Kim. sad that we didn't get to do that on the show. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's Kimball, but I wanted to no, describe I know, it that yep, way first. I know exactly who. What do you mean? What do you mean? Do you think that I, that could possibly bring anyone else to my mind? No, but yeah. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, we're we're looking at doing some things, and that one's just going to be. Uh, it ends up being four way wingsuit jumps, but th- if there's a lot of other chaos and traffic going on, I don't want to put the people in that camp under that because it's it's meant for. Uh, training the future leaders. So Word. we'll share more about that later. We, well, we have some Gravity Lab stuff. We've we've talked for skydiving or about skydiving for almost two hours. Was there anything else you were hoping we were going to talk about that wasn't skydiving related? I got nothing. Nothing. I I came I came wholeheartedly you had, unprepared. I, I was going to let you guys like. Yeah, we're doing. We'll, the conversation we'll come up with more bullshit and talk about pooping your pants and which way you wipe and. Why he's talking about this person as the belt buckle? I don't. I don't maybe we don't talk about that one. Uh, Lori says she thinks the Texas vertical uh, mm-hmm. girls' record is nine. Um, question nine. mark. Uh, said oh. in Dallas not too long ago. So, I think uh, those nine women should tag along with about five other women and make it fourteen. Uh, I, I think it's very attainable. We have a lot of fucking just shredders in definitely. The state, so Aaron was super pumped about it for for quite a while, and I think she still is. She just had other things going on. But if you approach her and and revive the stoke a little bit, I'm sure you could go on some pretty cool jumps. Was it made clear if that was the vertical upright record or the vertical head down record? Ah, it, I don't. Uh, it might have been made that's clear. A, that's a really good point. It's in English, so I have to translate first. If, from my understanding, it was head up. I think Texas right. vertical record, girls record, mm-hmm. it did not infer either way. Hmm. I have no clue at all. Lori, if you're still watching, please help a rice cracker out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Asian, but I'm still a cracker, rice cracker. It's racist. Uh, <laughs> it is. Um, what are you doing this Saturday? Jumping. Jumping? Yeah. What else is happening on Saturday? No, I I have no other plans. Like I am one hundred percent. Hey, it's going. not just about you, okay? <laughs> There's another thing happening on Saturday. It's safety day. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Boom. Show's oh, over. Man. See you guys later. I'm out of here. <laughs>
Um, oh, we're back. Yeah, that we're was, back. We're back. We're back. Uh, Safety Day is this Saturday. Welcome back. Uh, if you guys and gals are listening to this after Safety Day, that's cool. Because we're not only live airing Safety Day from Spaceland Houston on the Rating Center's Facebook page. It's left up for the year. I just deleted last year's Safety Day videos. Uh, I think it was yesterday. I, I deleted them the week of Safety Day. Um, I do back them up. I don't delete them forever. I save them somewhere. Um, and then next year's will be up. I, I used to leave them all up forever. And we started stacking the amount of Safety Day videos on the page. And I just I wanted to make it an easy resource. Uh, dude, super, super... Uh, cool because part of our goal is to give back and let it go on forever and i have a lot of different drop zones send me messages drop zone managers instructors like hey i'm trying to point my student to some stuff and i know you have it on your safety day can you send me the link for that so uh, if you are listening to this you can watch it on our facebook page um if you're looking for free fly coaching did you know that alex is a gravity lab project free fly coach and chris brewer so no matter what you need free fly needs we can help you just saying Man, Jenna, anything else you want to share? Uh, mom, Dad, she's a skydiver, <laughs> throwing it out there. Sorry, Mom. Lungs. Yeah, is it, man, what if like some weird person somehow realized this video exists and watched it and told your parents? Oh, no. I mean. Are they going to kill you if they if they find out? Say the word and I burn it all. No, I, 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 uh, I would just get a, a ass chewing. A stern and lecture. Then, uh, no. <laughs> And then, <laughs> and then it will probably never quit until the end of time. Well, so long as I continue skydiving. So, so Sorry, that's why Mr. I could, Mr. and Mrs. Macy Ajetsky, we didn't mean to. <laughs> that, and that's why I couldn't find any skydiving on your you social just media. May yeah, see that this. is exactly why. I wanted to figure out how long Jenna had been skydiving when I wrote the uh, statement for this, the, the 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 comments for this. And I was like, well, I'll just go to her Facebook page. Of course, we'll know when she starts skydiving because there will for sure be a picture of her doing a tandem on her face. There ain't shit of anything. <laughs> not not skydiving. Jenna apparently has no life if you define it according to Facebook. So, Are you on Facebook? I am on Facebook. Are, are you friends with any skydivers? I'm friends yeah. with all the skydivers. But she doesn't Man. post a lot. She's, she's very right. quiet and laid back. But if I was a Snoopy parent and I started looking at your friends list. You can't list, see my friends. Oh, yep. What else are you hiding? <laughs> I thought I knew you. <laughs> the way she's blushing makes me think there is something going oh, on Oh, yeah, obviously. Obviously, there's <laughs> got to be. Are you an arc? <laughs> if you're an arc, you have to tell me, right? <laughs> see, she's not denying it. Fuck she's the an police. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I respect <laughs> and appreciate the police. All of my friends who are police officers. Blue Lives Matter. Guys and gals, thank it you. sounds like a Smurf tagline. I'm just going to say that. It does. Uh, Jenna Majeski, thank you for being here. We will not be back in two weeks. I have a trip. I have to be out of town for a little bit, so I will be gone. But uh, we'll be back sometime after that. Till then, Gravity Lab Radio. What are we doing again? Safety day on Saturday. What's safety day? I don't care about safety day. Uh, I'm just going to jump. Bunch of nerds. I, I put going. I'm going to safety day, too. It's going to be windy. Yeah, there you go. I mean, safety yeah. day is almost always just traditionally not the greatest weather. It's the day I pray for bad weather until the seminars are done and then, like, make it perfect. The afternoon might be okay. Yeah, I do have a good hope for that. So. Perhaps. Who, who do you think should attend safety day? Everybody. Everybody. Hey, that's a great answer. See you guys at safety day. Okay. Peace. Bye. We love you. Oh.